I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, Patience here. You are about to listen to part two of our interview with Faith Thompson of Tax Assist. If you have not yet listened to part one, you're going to want to do that because our interview with Faith is informative is insightful, is funny as always. So I encourage you to go back and listen to part one. But as always, thank you so, so much for listening. Mm-hmm. Actually, there is, you know, it's really good that we're having this discussion. This is probably the question I get asked most often at right. dinner parties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, what do you think I should do? You know, sole proprietor, you know, you're still, you're small, you're just getting started out, you know, you're nimble with, you know, when you're a sole provider, all you have to do is really register your name. It's a lot cheaper. Compliance is a lot cheaper, right? But you will pay a greater percentage of your top line revenue in tax, right? Right. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. (laughs) Well, in theory, but you're nimble and you're small and you've got like if you're if you're making, you know, 30 or 25,000 in your first year, do you really care? You know, it's not that big a difference, right? You're paying it on your tax bracket like normal, right? Right. But as your business gets bigger and you start getting more big clients, it is very good idea to incorporate. Mm-hmm. And incorporating yes the compliance is more expensive what do i mean by compliance your yearly filings your yearly tax your yearly Mm -hmm. the type of professional that is necessary to do corporate tax versus the kind of professional that is necessary that a sole proprietor would use like h&r block or softron which i still don't recommend um Mm -hmm. because they still uh, yeah anyway i yeah i'll just leave that there Um, (laughs) i'll just leave that there but um In terms of compliance, the compliance as a corporation is more expensive, but two great things happen for you. One, you pay tax on your bottom line. So if you make a hundred grand and you have $50,000 of expenses, you only pay tax on that leftover 50,000, right? Great. If you have a hundred thousand and you're a sole proprietor, you pay tax on a hundred thousand. Yep. Right. So it's it's it makes a significant difference when you're a corporation, not to mention the fact that the tax rates when you're a corporation are incredibly lower. They're like, you know, 15 percent, 26 percent, if you consider provincial amounts way cheaper. cheaper. Right. Rules, expense rules are, in my opinion, a little bit more, more, a little bit more flexible Mm -hmm. in some ways. Okay, Liability is limited. So if somebody sues you, they can only get what's in the corporation. Right. They can't can't take your house, your car, your dog. You can't take any of those things. Right. Which to me is the most important aspect of this. But go on. Exactly. I I don't want people to think it's the land of milk and honey. It is more expensive from a compliance standpoint. Mm -hmm. Right. Corporate Mm -hmm. tax filings are significantly more expensive. I would say 
in some cases, a hundred times more expensive, depending on the accounting practice that does it. However, if you are a sole proprietor dealing with a large corporation as a client, you may want to consider incorporating for two reasons, two additional reasons. One, it gives you that legitimacy, right? And for two, larger corporations have more resources for litigation. So you're a small fish and you, you know, work, you have a client that is a very big fish. Well, who's going to get the short end of that? Well, you, Mr. Sole Proprietor. Right. You, you were explaining that that one time we spoke about like literally, a, let's say you have a large company, like you just said, and they get sued, but then they pass whatever they're yeah. dealing with onto you and you don't have the resources that they have, but you're still yeah. responsible because of the partnership. I, I, I like to give people my Justin Bieber example. I think I gave it to you too, you but it, I, it's, 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 it's something that's near and dear to my heart. I have a family member who is a counselor, very mm-hmm. warm and wonderful person who is a counselor, a family counselor. So say she gets, she gets a client named Justin Bieber. Okay. Just, she, she talks to Justin Bieber. She works with Justin Bieber at the end of, her working with Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber decides he no longer wants to sing. Mm -hmm. He would like to become a monk in Tibet. Okay. As a Mm -hmm. result, his agent is out of work. His manager is out of work. His record deal is in peril, right? They, (laughs) because it's Justin Bieber, right? Or Whitney (laughs) Houston or Megan DeSalian. Like, you don't, you don't know. You're, you're just treating the person. You're doing the best you can as a sole proprietor and compassionately but you don't know who else so they decide to sue the counselor that counselor was just treating a person but she kind of opens herself up to all that liability she didn't even know right so that's why it's like sometimes there are certain things you have to do to really protect yourself and incorporating is one of those ways uh, even if you are a nice person, as nice as you want to be, it's, it's just you have to think about what could go wrong. Exactly. No one cares about your niceness. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I just want to make a comment as well. Like this particular conversation, this is putting people on game. I hope you guys are listening intently. And I want to say one more thing. We can either complain about unfairness or we can play the game. And on that note, (laughs) every year we're given the opportunity to plan for our retirement by contributing uh, to different financial instruments available, whether they be TFSAs, RRSPs, or otherwise. But one area of confusion for many Canadians centers around understanding what the best vehicle for their retirement is between an RRSP and TFSA. Could you break down the difference? Oh, this is another common question that I get a lot. And the beautiful thing is they're both amazing, but they're mm-hmm. for amazing for different things, exactly. right? So your RSP, you can put, you know, up to 18% of your pay in there and, you know, you get that immediate deduction in the immediate tax year, right? But when you take the money out of your RSP, you pay the tax. Now mm-hmm. the key is you want to put it in 
when your income is high, like preferably above 50,000, because then you really start to feel the benefit of it, right? I won't even get into why, but you'd have to look it up yourself because it's a very complicated calculation. But above 50,000, it's way better to do an RSP. You get the immediate, you know, deduction on your taxes. But when you take it out, if you're in the same tax bracket, you pay that tax. But if you take it out when you're retired, tax-free in a lower tax bracket, then you really feel the benefit, right? So that's why people use RRSPs. I just want to ask a question of clarification. So mm-hmm. I, I thought that when you retire, you get the money completely tax-free. You're saying it's in a lower nope. tax bracket? No, you pay the tax. You pay it. When you take it, so here's, this is the confusion. Mm-hmm. So with an RSP, when you take the money out, you pay the tax. But the key is you want to take the money out when you're at a lower tax bracket, right? Right, 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 right. But not to be confused with the TFSA, mm-hmm. right? That is a great, we should really just rename that thing. Instead of the tax-free savings account, you said the tax-free investment account, Word. right? Because what you do is you put the money in there. You don't get the immediate deduction, okay? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't happen with the TFSA. But when you put the money in, it grows and grows and grows. You can invest, you can get dividends, you can put your REITs in there and it will grow and grow and grow. And when you take it out, you don't pay the tax. Up to the threshold. You don't pay the tax. You have a threshold going in, right? You can only deposit a certain amount per year. The government puts contribution limits on it, right? So. And this year you said it was like 60 6,000 some years, 5,000 some years. Every year Uh, they change it, but it's cumulative, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if you didn't put it in last year, but you could have, right? If you were over 18 and you were, you know, able to put it, put money in your TFSA, but you didn't have the money last year, you still have that contribution room that you can use this year, right? And then you put the money in, say you get dividends, that's great or you get uh, whatever else you get. Maybe you get in capital gains because of your REITs, uh, which mm-hmm. is another thing uh, you know, that people get in, in there. The TFSA is like, it's like I, I think of TFSA as like a bag, uh, like a handbag. Within your handbag, nice I'm obviously a woman. So within your <laughs> handbag, you have your, your, your stocks and bonds, you maybe have some dividends, you have all kinds of things, but it gets bigger in your bag without you paying the tax. Plus when you take it out, you don't pay the tax. That's right. So that's that's the benefit of a TFSA versus an RSP. The benefit with the TFSA is at the end, where really the benefit with the RSP is at the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really... It's it's it depends on what you're really trying to do. If you know you're going to hold that money long term, sure, go ahead and use the RSP. But if you're going to maybe take that money out, maybe in 10 years, maybe in 15 years, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you're but you want to grow like your investments in there. I mean, lots of really great uh, investment dealers. They use the TFSA for, you know, really growing um really growing, you know, for stocks and bonds and investments. That's why it's limited, right? If it was, 
if if it wasn't a limit on it, everybody would put their money in there, and and nobody would pay tax. We don't want to, we don't want to encourage yeah. that. <laughs> we don't want to encourage that. We we want to encourage you know smart taxation, not no taxation. So yeah, yeah. Yes. So, but a lot of people don't realize the difference between the two. So they put money in their TFSA, and they wonder why they're not getting an immediate tax deduction, and that's not what the TFSA is for. That's right. That's right. So, and just for context, um, the cumulative amount, I'm, I'm on the uh, Government of Canada website right now, uh, the cumulative amount for 2023 is $88,000. So if you haven't used your TFSA to this point, you can go ahead and open up an account. And if you have that kind of funds or those kinds of funds, you could put that in there, keep it in there. And like, like we just discussed up until that point, you could withdraw it and not be taxed. Okay. So let's qualify that though. It really depends sure. on when you were born. And when you turned eight. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. You tell me more. If for some reason you were beef, if for some reason you were born before, I think it's 1981, but I will just double check. If for some reason uh, you were born before 1981, you have that full amount. Yes. But hmm. if you're born in like 1992, then you get, you know, you only turned eight. You turned eighteen ten years later, so you have like ten years less just um, contribution. Oh, I see. I see. Yes, and if I even look at my yeah, yeah so yeah. really depends on yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Okay, but that again, common common mm -hmm. question. I'm really glad you mentioned it because people might think, oh yeah, I get eighty thousand. The problem is you can get in trouble for over contributing to That's a TFSA. Right. So it's important that you have somebody in your corner because with an RSP, the bank will, you know, um, more so, well, they're both registered, but the bank will more so stay, you know, close by you. But the TFSA is so liquid. You can put it in and take it out. They don't often, sometimes your investment person won't be as hands-on. Right. And as a result, you may end up with a little bit of a, of an issue therefore just like olg would say know your limit play within it so <laughs> <laughs> exactly as as canadians we have access to a, a series of tax credits which we've obviously been talking about to this point that are meant to reduce our overall tax bill at year end provided that we've conducted ourselves in a preferred manner so that's like you know saving for retirement like we just talked about or reducing our overall carbon footprint could you lay out the most important tax credits, personally from your perspective, I guess, that are available to professional millennials for the 2023 tax season? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's some really great ones. Obviously, I already mentioned your RSP contribution limit is higher right. this yeah. year. Yay! Um, although, uh, it takes usually it takes a minute before you hit those max maxes, but nevertheless... Um, the other thing with RSP that I forgot to mention before is if you don't use your contribution room, it just mm -hmm. accumulates. So you have cumulative room. All right, I'll leave it there. There is a there is a max contribution room uh, that also increased this year. Now it's 175. Last year it was 171. If you haven't been contributing and you have been accumulating it, anyway, I'll leave that alone. Next thing I think everybody should be aware of is the Canada Dental Benefit, which you can now Indeed. apply for. Okay. So great for those, especially for those who are like self-employed and have children, you now can, um, you now can apply for this. It opened December 1st, right? If you have children who are under 12, they can be on your mm -hmm. plan as well. 
So you have, um, as long as you have an adjusted family net income, so that's you and your spouse or significant mm-hmm. other, um, your family net income less than 90000 and you do not have private dental insurance. Okay, so here's here's my <laughs> disclaimer. If you are an employee and you are self-employed, you can't just pretend you're not an employee and you don't have private You and just pretend that you're right. just self-employed. You cannot apply for the dental benefit if you have private dental insurance. They will. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm just really, you know, just cut mm-hmm. and dry. Um, and it really, it, it's great. It, it's, it'll help you for up to $650 uh, a year in eligible, uh, for eligible children. And um, I think that's great. And also for yourself as well. So mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Second thing is low-income renters in Canada can now apply for a one-time $500 mm-hmm. top-up to the Canadian Housing Benefit. So you just have to be at least 15 years old and resident of Canada uh, in 2022. Um, you have to you know, have paid at least 30% of your 2021 um, income, 2021 income mm-hmm. in rent. So, like, if you had $30,000 of income, but you were paying, like, in that $30,000 of income, you paid, um, like, 10000 per year, you know, you have to have paid at least 30000 in 2021 of your family income to rent, right? right? So, um, and there's also some... Um, you have, if you have an adjusted family net income of 20,000 20, or less for individuals or 35,000 or less for families. So these are for that, that top up, this top up is really for low income right. individuals, right? And if you are married, this is the important thing about the government. If you are married, they count mm-hmm. both of you, right? And <laughs> the, the, if you are common law for more than three mm-hmm. years, okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna just leave that one there. Hey, one thing I will say though, one okay. thing I will say, certainly from my perspective, <laughs> being married is far better tax wise than not. I'll just leave it there. Well, I, I mean, being married, it being married to the right person is far better. One hundred percent. I'll leave that right there. Woo. <laughs> The wrong person and i've been married for a long long time and if you are married to the wrong person you are in deep Indeed. deep trouble okay so the next one which i think will help millennial um employees mm-hmm. is the tax um the tax exempt allowance for um car allowances Mm -hmm. so what happens is you know you're an employee but as an employee you have to go from place to place right and they're like okay we'll we'll give you reimbursement but only up to this amount well that amount is increasing Mm -hmm. now right it's increased from 61 cents to 68 cents per kilometer right so you should be getting more of your car allowance Mm -hmm. back if you are a self-employed individual or a corporate, um, if you are running this through your corporation, the amount of CCA or uh, capital cost allowance or depreciation that you can write off is increasing. Uh-huh. 
more expensive. Mm -hmm. Yay. Uh, your leasing costs that you can write off is going from 900 to 950 mm -hmm. per month. This is great, right? So I, I, this is another thing that the government has announced, uh, announced it mm -hmm. in December. So this is, I think, yep. really good as Agreed. well. And I mean, and there are other ones as well, too, but I think that these are some of the ones that I think can really, really benefit. What do you think people. about, in particular, the tax-free first home savings account? Basically, the TFSA for homes. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mm -hmm. love it. I, I, <laughs> I, I love it. It's like it takes the best things from both the RSP and the TFSA mm -hmm. and puts them together in like the best possible stew, you know? So you get that immediate tax benefit. It does have mm -hmm. a limit, 40, right? So 8,000 per year, 40,000 over five years, mm -hmm. that's it. And after you hit that 40,000, buy a house, <laughs> okay? But if not, uh, mm -hmm. hold on to it. But the beautiful thing is it's 8,000 for you and 8,000 for your spouse. Mm -hmm. So you could do 16,000 mm -hmm. and you could end up with 80,000 at the end of five years. So you get that immediate tax deduction, but different from the RSP and similar to the TFSA, when you take it out, you don't pay the yeah. tax on it. Exactly. So it's, really really good trying to help home buyer home is trying to help you know first time home buyers and really they really loosened up the description the definition exactly. of a home buyer because it really is if you haven't bought a home in the last four years that's <laughs> like who's done anything <laughs> in the last four years we had covid for two years i mean it's that's really not mm -hmm. necessarily a first time home buyer but it, you'll see this rolling out in banks probably like after April 1st. It's going to take a minute for that for banks to just get up and running. It was only uh, received royal dissent in December. So it's going to take a minute for the banks to create a yeah. good product for this. So it's not there now. Don't run out to your bank and wonder what happened. You can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> you won't likely find it but you'll find it i i would expect anytime after april 1st you'll start to see it gotcha, in banks gotcha, gotcha. very very insightful information y'all better make sure you do your taxes correctly or use a professional like faith to receive the rebates and supports you're entitled to so faith for those who are seeking your services this year how can they contact you easy peasy <laughs> uh i am tax assist accountants we are right on Young Street, uh, south of Lawrence, 2649 Young Street, south of Lawrence. Uh, big, bright, beautiful sign. You cannot miss it. You can call us at 416-479-4051. Or you can go to our website and reach out to us. Um, we offer in-person and remote services. We leverage technology to offer both. So you could sit home and do it all from your mm -hmm. home, <laughs> literally. So um, I would encourage people get it. We are not the mm -hmm. cheapest um, because we offer a more hands-on approach and definitely full service, but we are definitely going to offer you something that, you know, we're going to offer you that kind of service where you feel like you have someone that you can call, not in the middle of the night, <laughs> call, <laughs> 
<laughs> um, you can call and, and just really bounce things off of. We like to give, you know, great service to our small business owners, um, our corporations and our, um, our tax clients for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then quite frankly, uh, we would, um, we would encourage people to reach out to you too. Certainly I've experienced um, your service and even before I did so, I did my due diligence by um, through you asking for referrals and those referrals uh, and those referrals were, were high ranking people to be clear. And they spoke glowingly of you. So uh, absolutely, uh, you know, wishing you the best success. And quite frankly, we look forward to having you back on the show. Yeah, I look forward to coming back and, and to connecting with you and, and the community and anywhere I can help. You've just listened to a special episode of The Trip, sponsored by FinoMoma. And we're so thankful for their support, which amplifies important discussions like these in the fight against anti-Black racism, or in this case, tax season. We're releasing pods on a regular basis, so subscribe to stay up to date. You can also keep up with us on our Instagram and through our Patreon pages dedicated to the podcast. Follow us or support us at the Drip TO. And you know we love our many non-black, non-BIPOC listeners, but a message specifically to our black listeners. We hope that you know that this is a safe space for you, designed for you, with you in mind. So if you have any feedback or questions, feel free to slide in our DMs and let us know what's up. We'd also like to give a special shout out to Toronto's very own Be On Location for the sounds you're hearing now. You can find more tracks from him wherever you get your music. Thanks again to Faith from Taxes Accountants for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. See y'all next time.